can turn this on silent. The Barroom Network presents two fired up Bears fans. They are ready to rumble on the Bear Debate. This is David Kaplan from the Cap J Hood Show on ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago. Now get ready to listen and watch the Bulls 101 with Chris and Laro. Take that, Sparkles. What's up, Bulls fans? Welcome into Bulls 101. This is Chris Amundsen with my guy, Laro Golden. After a beautiful Bulls victory against the Detroit Pistons, the Bulls are now 3-0 and to start their season. So Laro and, Lar and I are going to break down some of these games and kind of uh, check out what, what we've seen the last three games that's been good. So, Laro, how are you feeling after these three wins? Um, man, it, it's, it's been great, man. Honestly, uh, the effort that this team is showing is, it has been, uh, it's been so refreshing, man. After seeing, you know, these last, you know, five, six years, um, to now it, it's just, I can't even explain it, man. Like it's, it's just a great feeling to turn on the game and see guys playing hard, um, trying to get, trying to get turnovers not sitting back and you know it's it's hard to explain man it's just been great um and you know being at the game and being in that that uh you know in the 
the United Center and, and just seeing like, you know, feeling the energy in there, man, like this whole city, um, they understand that this team, it could do something. Now, I, I'm not saying championship, but I, they understand that this team is going to compete every single night and they can compete with anybody. So uh, it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, it's I, I love what you said there about the defenses that instead of being reactive and reacting to the offense, they are getting in their getting in their shirts. They're blowing up plays. They're taking them out of rhythm. They're being proactive. They're the ones causing the disruptions rather than just waiting for the offense to do something to react. And that's that's going to be a key factor in the Bulls winning. So one of the things I really, really love about these first three Bulls wins is we haven't really seen the offense be super amazing. It was the best best we saw was in the Pelicans game, especially that second half uh, and that first quarter, in fact. But, I mean, the Bulls are still – I mean, you've seen, how many shots have we seen Vooch and DeMar and Zach miss that are their easy bunnies or open looks? You know, they haven't really gelled yet. There's There's still some kind of funny turnovers. But the defensive intensity has just been through the roof for these first three games. And I think, uh, you know, the major the major contributors to that are obviously Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, and Javante Green. I think those three have been exceptional. I also think uh, Ayo Desunmu in his limited minutes has also been a defensive force. Really been impressed with it. Uh, Patrick Williams has been... He's been quiet, but he's been pretty solid defensively on ball. He's had a few off-ball miscues, which, you know, we saw a bunch of those in his rookie season. And, you know, I I, I didn't get to go through a ton of the Detroit film, obviously, because the, the game just ended a, a couple hours ago. But hoping over this next week to point out some of those clips where Pat was doing some good things and doing some bad things. But I love the defensive intensity. I love the fight from the team. Um, they've started off – the both Detroit games, they start off pretty slow, I felt like, offensively, and, and just were kind of in a rock fight for the first little bit. And, you know, the last two games, Zach didn't even score in, like, the first couple of quarters, a quarter and a half of the game. And tonight, you know, he didn't have a great line, right, at the end of the night. He, he didn't have a great shooting night. But the Bulls, I mean, he had, like, zero points, and the Bulls were up, like, 10 or 15 points uh, at the half. So it was it was really awesome to see – Demar kind of take over in spots and yeah. Lonzo and Cruz take over in spots. I've just been the, the vibes are immaculate so far, Laro. I mean, I, I know it's just Detroit and Pelicans, yeah. but the vibes are immaculate. Yeah, I that I think that's a um you know, that's a great point to make is like these games these these games we've played that go 3 and 0 have been against some inferior teams and Honestly, you know, I, I, there are going to be some people like, oh, man, why are we doing this? Like, why are you saying that? Like, I don't know. Like, but you want when you play against bad teams, you want to do what you've done. You know, you want to come when you play three bad teams, you want to be three and oh, um, you want you want to just let your your fans know the the organization know that you guys are you guys are going to take care of the, the team that you should take care of. Um, and that's the biggest takeaway from me uh, for me is uh, when we go against these teams um, that are not as good, take care of those teams. Don't, don't you know, lose games. You know, there are going to be some games, you know, where things are just not going to work. You know, shots are not going to fall. Defense may be out of, out of whack. But 
um, for the most part, you want to win all the games that, that, that you should win. And they, and they've done that for, uh, to this point. Um, you know, it just feels good, man, to see us beat up on teams that we should beat up on, man. It just feels good. And I think that just says where we've been as, as fans of this team, um, that we're excited about beating the heck out of, you know, Detroit and, and the Pelicans, man, it's, it's just been tough, man. And this is why I think the Bulls are uh, Bulls fans are excited. You know, they're giving us a product on the floor that that we can get behind. Um, so, I'm yeah, man. I, I want to ask you about your experience because you were at the Pelicans Bulls home opener last mm-hmm. night. They went with our guy Salim Sudawala for Bulls Gold, also on the bar of network. Definitely check our guy Salim out. So, I wanted to ask you how the experience was actually being in the arena for the home opener. Man, um, you know what, man? Like, I'll put it this way. So, um, I'm 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 a hockey fan, right? So, uh, when I went to the UC to see the Blackhawks play, there was like a crazy energy. Like, there's so much red all around. It's a family atmosphere. Um, the crowd just—you can just tell the fans are just ready to see good stuff. Um, and then I remember that same same year I went to a hockey game. I went to a Bulls game and it wasn't the same. It was, you know, obviously there was still a lot of fanatics, you know, Bulls diehards. Um, and, you know, people were there, you know, as Bulls fans. But but it, the energy wasn't the same. Right. You, 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 you could tell the first time I went there, people were there hanging out. Um, you know, they're there to see the game, but you know, there's nothing much to see, you know, we don't, they don't believe in the team. So, you know, they'll get to their seat when they get to their seat. But when I was there the other night, people were getting their food, they're getting straight to their seats because I just feel like there's the people know that this team is good and the energy was just electric, man. Like, and then on top of that for the Chicago sky, not all the team was there. The Kansas wasn't there. Um, I don't think I saw Allie Quigley, but I did see Vander Diamond was there, uh, Stephanie Dolson. Um, I want to say Lexi Brown was there, but I, I, I can't. I, I couldn't. Yeah, there, there were like five or six of them. It was, it was yeah. awesome for them to shout them out. Okay. Yeah, man. It, it's funny because I was talking to Salim, and I was like, man, I just this is like a perfect time. Home opener. There's a bunch of uh, crazy, energized fans here. This would be a perfect time to have the Chicago Sky here so they can get that love man that, that that they deserve you know what i'm saying and for sure enough like literally i want to say a minute or two goes by and then they the chicago's guy here i'm like what the you know it was just and the energy like people the applause um the cheers the way they they they, they showed love to those ladies man like it, it was amazing it was amazing man um but like the energy is the energy in there was like I said on my tweet, it was a party, man. Like people, people were, you know, it was dunks, it was steals, it was Zach scoring twenty in six minutes. You know, it was just a lot of like fun, man. A lot of fun. So um, that's what I would say. A lot of fun, a lot of energy, a lot of family kind of feel to the fans again. So yeah, man. I I'm so excited for it. Um... I got so excited about it and and seeing pictures of you and Salim and and like Buzz. Uh, yeah, yeah. Buzz was there from from Bulls on Tap, and um, and Bull Scripted was there, yep. and 
bunch AK of those guys. Club. AK Fan Club got to meet Arturis yeah. Karnaschovas and get his <laughs> autograph. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> so it just got me. It just got me feeling like I, I. I told you I've been planning to come out to Chicago at some point. Yeah, this season to to catch a Bulls game at the United Center. I've never number one. I've never been to Chicago, and I've never been to obviously to United Center a Bulls game at the United Center. And after the win last night, I was so hyped. Man, <laughs> I, I went online and I immediately bought plane tickets to Chicago <laughs> to Chicago um, for Bulls Jazz next Saturday. So I'm gonna be. I'm going to be in Chicago. I don't have any plans. I did not plan anything. <laughs> I, I sprung. I know I sprung it on you and everyone else, but I, I'm going to be at the United Center next week. So I'm going to buy some tickets. Uh, I know Salim's going to go with me, but if anyone listening or watching has better tickets than what I'm going to buy, because I'm going to buy some nosebleeds probably. <laughs> but if anyone's planning to not go to that game and wants to, to give away or sell me their tickets, please DM me. Let me know. I'm, I'm interested. Um, I see what I can do, but I, I'm just really excited to to catch catch the vibes at at um, at the UC. And I, I've I've never been to Chicago before. I spent some time in Indiana, in yeah. northern Indiana, but uh, never never ended up making it out to Chicago. So I'm really excited, and obviously to see you in person for the first man, time. I can't wait, crazy. man. I can't wait. It's 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 a long time coming, man. It's about time. It's about time. I know. I know. I, I'm I'm excited. So um, let's let's talk about some more sp- some specifics that you saw in these first three games because, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, their offense hasn't been clicking consistently yeah. yet. We've seen flashes where they'll just go on a tear, like Lonzo triple double last night was mm-hmm. so much fun to watch, and uh, you know just to see the they're just deadly in transition because of yeah. guys like Caruso and Lonzo that can get the break going. And, you know, you got Zach and DeMar. I mean, DeMar's been DeMar's been a force the last two games. Yeah. Just just crossing guys up, spinning off of them for dunks, like just getting people to pump, like pump fake and getting people to bite. It's just been, it's been so much fun. So uh, what, what have you seen that you've liked offensively let's say even though it hasn't been clicking what what's some things you've been liking to see offensively game one against detroit i was i was a little um uh the expectations i had uh, they they didn't meet them um but like i thought one of the bright spots on the offensive uh end was it's like what we all thought right the the chemistry um between vooch and zach that's there that's that's you know you can go to the empty side pick and roll pick and pop whenever you want to it's going to be there uh but it, it's it's the other things it's it's the ball movement it's uh player movement and uh i i didn't think they did a lot of uh a lot of that against detroit i thought it was a you know if the empty side pick and roll wasn't there it was kind of one-on-one and that's just not it's not going to work right like yeah zach and vooch may win you one or two games but if you want to compete against like some of the big time teams like you, that's not going to work. They're they're yep. you're going to have to play some team basketball um, on the offensive end um, against the Pelicans. I thought they did a, a lot better job of you know having some movement, um, pat, moving that ball around, getting some better shots, and then obviously um, you know we'll talk about the defensive end. But I feel like that fueled a lot of what was going on. Uh, but um, and then you as you fast forward to today, I thought. 
that something that I think we all wanted to see was Pat use more um, and, and not like a lot of times he's sitting in the corner, um, 45 cuts when, when Vooch has a, a touch in the post. Um, but you want to see more, right? You want to see him as a screener. And I thought tonight was perfect um, in terms of what they did with him. Um, I, a lot of they use him in a lot of like double drag sets where it was like, but but he touched and go to kind of kind of create some a gap for for uh, whoever the ball handler is to attack. Um, I, I just feel like Billy has really been answering some of my questions uh, because I, I we talked about it with Jackson, right? Well, we, we didn't know if he would be a schematic um, coach, right? Somebody that you can trust to to look at and be like, OK, we should try this. We should do this. Uh, but like he's really answered my questions because each game I feel like they've tried something different. Um, and I love that they used Pat as a screener a lot more today because uh, you have to respect Pat as a roller as well and, and as a popper because he can shoot the three. That might be the best thing going right now for him. Like he's 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 playing solid. But but I think the best part of his offensive game right now is he's been shooting the three pretty well. But um, yeah, like. That, that's what I what I've been seeing. I want more passing, more more. Um, uh, I want more connectivity on the offensive uh, side of the ball. I want screens, cuts, passing the ball, and then and then you know, hey, all right, boom. Let's you know, we get a mismatch or something. Hit it to Vooch. Zach catches it where he has an opportunity to attack off the dribble. Fine, but I don't want to have to rely on the empty side pick and roll. I would like to have that in the back pocket, right? Where if you're yeah. playing against the Nets. And what you're doing in offense isn't working. Okay, let's 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 go here for a little bit. Let's go to that well until we start to you know until they uh, till they adjust to that, and then we could go to something else, right? But you don't want to depend on that all game. So that's what I have. Sorry, I was a long winded, but that's no, that's what I. Have. No, that's awesome. And we got some comments here. Chris Gonzalez uh, saying he hadn't seen ball movement in transition game like this in a long time. That's the truth. That's the truth. Actually, they I think they said. The last time a Bulls player had a triple double with no turnovers was I was honestly it was like '96 or something like that. It's been a long, a long time, long man. time for that. Uh, Juice Man says stifling defense between Zoe and Caruso. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Lonzo Ball and, and Alex Caruso make this defense work. They just they energize everybody else. They fuel the transition game. They get into people's jerseys or getting over screens or getting in passing lanes. Like Lonzo had this amazing block tonight, uh, you know, rolling, uh, coming in from the weak side. And who did he block? He blocked um, Isaiah Stewart. Is that what it is? Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't have his beef stew. <laughs> beef stew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Salim, Salim's here. Coming home from the game. He was at the game tonight. He's a, he's a madman. He's going to go with me next week, too. Coming home to Bulls 101. We're here. I'm so excited that we get to do like almost like a post game reaction now uh, because of our our time slot here. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I I wanted to yeah. bring up something really quick. Um, I wanted to. Yes, uh, I don't know if you saw this tweet, but I thought it kind of goes along with uh, what you were talking. What what uh, who who is that? Uh, Juice Manko. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, but um, let me share. At it, but uh, yeah, so Nate Jones, uh, Jones on the NBA on Twitter, 
uh, I thought he made a great point where he said, I don't think people realize how big Caruso and Zoe are for, for guards. Uh, Zoe is 6'6", Caruso is 6'5". Very few teams have the ability to throw two defensive-minded guys of that size at you in the backcourt. And I thought sure. that was a great thought because that is that that's very true. Uh, and I think that's where um, I don't want to get to the defense. I feel like we're talking about offense right now. But um, I just feel like when you have guys like that size um, on the perimeter, um, you can kind of help Vooch out. You can you just need guys to do their job. You don't need DeMar to be all in, be all in all defense. You don't need. Uh, you know, Vooch to be all defense. Just do the small things that it takes to be in the right spots. And those two will continue to keep the ball in front. And I thought that was a great point by uh, Nate Jones. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I wanted to share a quick clip with that because I know mm. I, I I talked about this on Twitter, but let me see if I can, I can share this now. Um, the, the help Bulls help defense. So, Having so you see Caruso out here, if you can see my cursor or not, I'm not sure, but Caruso out here at the top of the key, uh, and Lonzo there right under the basket. Watching these two guys play defense, look how aggressive they are, and look how the help defense makes it easy for Demar, who's here uh, in what will be the weak side corner, make it easy for Demar to just just slide over just a bit and make stuff easy for him. And then you've got uh, Alizé Johnson here. So watch, watch, uh, and, um, and Javante Green. So you got three of your best defenders on the floor right now with uh, Alizé Johnson, who's, you know, a mediocre defender. And then DeMar, who's, who's, you know, has a reputation for being a very, very bad defender. Watch this. So Crusoe comes up. Now he's going to come up to the level of the screen as if he's going to, if, as if he's going to, uh, to blitz. And his guy runs to the corner, but he, it just gives him half a second for, um, for Javante Green to, to make it over that screen. And then he co goes right back to the corner on the strong side here to guard his man. And now they're going to put uh, Jackson Hayes with the ball. And Alizé jumps out and tries to get, uh, like, gambles for the steal here. Now, as soon as that happens, you got the low man, Lonzo Ball here, comes off of his man to go help on the drive. And then you see Caruso also come in. And then you see, watch DeMar. DeMar just kind of gets right in the passing lane, to the uh, to uh, Garrett Temple in the corner to to blow up that pass and then he he stunts and then recovers when they when he throws it when they throw it to his guy on the wing and then Lonzo immediately starts diving back toward the corner because they know they're going to make that extra pass boom gets the block and so that that little clip right there I just thought was really kind of fun to show you how just an example of how the Bulls defensive scheme allows them to be aggressive and try and like they, you know, you saw Caruso come up and blitz that screen real quick just to kind of give him an extra second and just to see if there's anything there. See if they could kind of get the ball handler out of rhythm or, or make yeah. him pick up his dribble or something. And then you see Alizé Johnson knows that pass is coming. He dives in to gambles and normally that, you know, that's, that's, that's risky, right? When you're gambling like that, you're opening up the paint, but you got a guy like Lonzo, you can trust behind you to make that rotation. And then DeMar makes a great rotation. He just, he positions himself, he stunts to prevent that pass to the corner, immediately recovers to, you know, to get to his man. And then Lonzo uh, comes from, from the help position back to his corner. So I thought that was just a really emblematic clip of the Bulls defense that they've been running. And, and 
We've seen it pay dividends. They they're averaging right now. They've got 30 steals in three games. <laughs> and I ha- and I have to add up the blocks. As you, I'll let you say something, but I, I want to go add up the blocks too because the blocks have been ridiculous. <laughs> wow, man. Um, this I I just have to say, man. I'm, uh, again, it's against it's against inferior teams, but still, like the defensive effort, it, it, it's there. Um, yes, like there's no Kevin Durant on the floor. There's there you're going to see Donovan Mitchell pretty soon. You're going to see, uh, you know, the Knicks pretty soon. You're going to see um, Toronto, right? They, they definitely have some better talent. But what you're looking for is um, the technique. Um, are guys knowing where they should be? Because the situations don't change, but the players in the situations do. So, like, what you're looking for is in the in the type of situations you'll see in every game, are they nailing down the, the technique, right? In that clip. And I think I commented on that clip uh, and I, it's a beautiful clip because it shows uh, a great ability of, of Lonzo to show on, um, on the role and also executing X out, which is exactly what you saw where DeMar is playing two for a little bit. He shows to the ball and then Lonzo gets out to the, to the, to the corner and th- that those things don't change. That's basketball, right? So whatever team you're going to play, they're going to, they're going to run that same kind of look. They're going to swing, 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 whatever. But can you execute X outs, uh, control closeouts? Those are the things you're looking for, right? You're not looking at like, you know, Troy Murphy, you know, can you shut down Troy Murphy? That's not what you're looking at. You're looking at team defense. You're looking at technique, right? So that's that's what I was looking for. And I thought that clip was amazing. Um, and I think a lot of uh, if you've been watching the games, you're seeing like Vooch is having a tough time on the offensive end right now. Like we we're used to Vooch, you know, being a bucket. Right. But that's going to come. I'm not worried at the moment. Right. That's going to come. But I love that he's not allowing the offensive uh, showings to bog him down on the other side. I really feel like Vooch is giving you his the most effort he can give you. And to be honest with you, it's been pretty good. So, yeah. Something that I think has been underrated is Vooch's Vooch's hands on the defensive end have been really good. He's gotten, he's racked up some blocks. He's gotten a few steals. He, I think he had like three or four steals the other night. Um, I added up this, I added the blocks. So there's 30 steals in three games and 20 blocks in three games. <laughs> that's, a, that's an incredible number. And I bet uh, you, you know, my bad, man. Uh, no, no. I, I bet you Vooch has a good amount of those steals and blocks. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, no, Vooch, as, as we mentioned, we, we knew coming into the season that rent protection was going to be an issue. Um, and we also saw Stewart get a couple, you know, back to the basket buckets early on in this game, you know, two or three times on the block there. He got some stuff against Vooch, but, you know, they, they took an early timeout and they got some stuff corrected. And I, I thought um, if you're not following MV, MVPAW on Twitter, he had a really, really great article about the Bulls' defensive scheme and how they're how they've really, really done something very different from you know kind of the normal drop coverage and yeah. just normal NBA scheme to cover up those weaknesses. And you know, it's like it's like the guy that taps his head and, and you know the, that meme. <laughs> and and it's like Billy Donovan is that guy saying, "We don't need rim protection if they can never get to the rim." Mm. And so far, so yeah. far. 
although there have been paint, uh, lots of points in the paint uh, with Detroit early on tonight, the Bulls have done a really, really good job of denying dribble penetration and and playing Vooch kind of in that middle area, closer to the nail instead of being far and drop. And having the athletic wings that are in each corner show and, di- and like dive in to help. And that's why you saw like a block from Lonzo. That's why you saw in the first preseason game from Tamar. He he blocked um, he blocked Evan Mobley or Jared. I can't remember. I think it was Evan Mobley at the rim um, because he was making the right rotations. Like they yeah. they are using their athleticism and length across you know positions one through four to their advantage to help make Vooch's job a lot easier because now Vooch can just be in the right position and he can gamble for that steal. He's not he's not having to be he's not having guys diving at him so often like he yeah. was uh in the last year and like Wendell Carter had to deal with like everyone just got a free lane to the basket and it was like hey Wendell Carter hey Daniel Gafford hey Vooch why can't why aren't you blocking every you know why aren't you preventing every basket it's like well it's like two on one most of the time and they've got a full head of steam the Bulls are being really, really good at preventing guards from picking up ahead of steam as they get to the basket, and that makes it a lot easier, you know, to pick them, to pick them apart, to block them, to force them into turnovers, and it's fueling the best part of their offense, which is their transition game. Yeah, I, I just, I've just been very pleased with the, the defensive effort, um, and honestly. Demar has been. There's been some times where there's you moments. There's there's been moments where you're like, oh goodness gracious, but, but right, some, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of butts in there. Yeah, I, there's been some good stuff from from Demar as a help defender. Um, yes, I was gonna say on ball is where you I've seen most of the breakdowns where he'll yeah. just let a guy dribble around him or spin around him or just lose his man. Yeah, and those stink. And those, that's where it's been bad, but I, I've seen some really good help rotations and help defense, and he's yeah. he's getting active with his hands. And Yeah. I've been impressed. Yeah. Very I mean, if DeMar can just do that, if DeMar can do that, I'll take the one or two times a game where he just gets blown by. Like, okay, <laughs> as long as you're as long as you're rotating the rest of the game and he's a you know, he's six foot seven, he's got long arms. Like, yeah, just just be in the right position. Right. That's half the battle. That's half the battle on defense. That's so true, man. Like, it, it's just so funny, man, because it, the, the, it just comes a lot of times when he makes those plays, it comes at times where you're like, you don't even expect him to give that effort. Like, like and he just out of nowhere, like, he shows a little bit more effort, right? And I'm just yeah. like, okay, DeMar, like, I, I wish it was, a, you know, a little bit more, but I'll take this. I'll take, oh, I'll take funny, that all day. <laughs> Some of those times, some of those times, I'm almost like, is that Javante Green? Because that's who I expect it from. And I'm like, no, that's Demar. Right. Because I'm looking, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get catch the replay. Like, no, that's Demar. <laughs> he just made that block. He just got that steal. Like, I can't believe what he's doing. Man. Oh man. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Go for, go for it. Go for it. I, I was just gonna say, man, that uh, as as Bulls fans, man, like this is a honestly, I think in this in the situation uh, the team is in in terms of defense actually being the i don't i think strength is too strong but like the best the best part of their 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 uh first three games at the moment uh is a good thing it's a it's a it's a good yes. thing so um because i i truly believe the offense is going to come it's it, it's going to come they're just the i think these guys have too much chemistry they care about each other too much i mean they show it all game 
um, to not figure it out. And uh, it's going to come. And you never, you never know, man. You never know. So I I just, I'm just happy with the defensive effort. That's really, that's really what, cause you know, like we already know the John Hollingers, everybody, right. The defense, this defense, that, and the effort is there. So I'm, I'm loving it. Well, and that's, what's going to keep them in those games where, when they're having rough night, you know, the, the bulls have a, a bigger margin for error than they've ever had in the past. I think that's the, that's really the difference here is the margin of error because if they're playing hard on defense, they're going to keep they're going to keep themselves close. Yep. And if and now it's not just hey, if Zach is off tonight, we're screwed. Like that was last year. If Zach Zach scored 50 against the Hawks and we lost anyway. Like Zach had to score almost 30 a game for us to be in a game. Yeah. The last two nights, the Bulls were ahead by double digits and Zach was scoreless both times. Yeah. In that first half. That's what's really impressive to me is like, yeah, Vooch is shot like junk. Like every time Vooch goes for a post up, I'm like, this is going to be off the front of the rim just because that's what it's been a lot of the first three games. You just can't make anything. Yeah. And yet, the you know, it doesn't matter because you got Demar, you got Zach, one of yeah. them's going to be going, or Caruso, will, you know, catch fire. Lonzo will catch fire when Kobe comes back. He's going to be another weapon. Like, man, if you get one, just one or two of those five guys a night. Uh, that that gets hot that's going to and you play with with that kind of defensive effort that's going to carry you to a lot of victories and Salim mentioned this um you know if you're beating the crap out of bad teams that's like 30 wins right there (laughs) If if you just take care of business yeah you don't have to go you don't have to beat every great team you just got to beat half or a third of the great teams and beat the teams you're supposed to beat most of the time yeah, and that's what the Bulls haven't been able to do. You remember the home opener or the the opener last year against the Charlotte Hornets, where everyone thought this is an easy game. Oh yeah, the first like four or five games. The first four or five games were supposed to be easy games. I think they went either they went two and three or one and four. I can't remember, but it was just so embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing to start, and like you had to have like a Zach miracle to even be in that game. So I'm I'm so impressed with it so far that it's been very very encouraging. Even if it's against bad teams, we are blowing these bad teams out, and we are yeah. doing it, and we're not doing it on some crazy shot percentage, right? Yeah. It's not like it's not like you know Zach just just hit ten threes in a row, or the Bulls shot seventy percent from the field, or <laughs> some ridiculous nonsense. It's they are generating turnovers. Yep, they're blocking. They're making good rotations. They're getting into guys. And they're trying to make the easy play, and the easy plays are missing a lot of the time, and they're yeah. still they're still crushing these guys. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I, let's let's get into the film. Let's see it. I want to. I just want to see it. I want to see it again. So I, I did. I I got two clips. I know, and I'm going to let you roll with it. But <laughs> the, the the two clips I've got, um, let me just pull these up. It, it's just I just wanted to show, and this is one I shared on Twitter as well. Uh, where does it go here? DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> this fan's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this is what I'm talking about. Like, you, you've you got three guys on the team now that have this mentality. So just watch this play. This is a terrible shot. Like, as far as... If that wasn't DeMar DeRozan, that's a bad shot, right? <laughs> 
it's just an ISO. Yeah, let me go. It's falling away baseline jumper. The two guys, you know, it's like the ultimate Kobe shot. But <laughs> no one had that last year except Zach. Nobody yeah. had that. Nobody could do that. The only person who would try, someone mentioned me on Twitter, the only person who could try was Denzel Valentine. And every time you did, you're like, <laughs> no, Denzel, please. That's not, that's not it. That's not it, buddy. Um, but I just, I just love that. I, I just love that that's available to us in, in a, a you know, a, a desperate moment. We have a guy who, who can make that shot, take that shot. Um, the other guy here, I don't know if you guys have heard of Zach Levine before. Mm-hmm. But this, I, I love this. Uh, this is from the game last night against the Orleans Pelicans. So he has the ball at the top of the key by himself. Everyone else is, you know, is, is down below the nail. And he just he acts like he's gonna um, get a screen from Lonzo Ball. Lonzo ghosts the screen and slides over to the left wing here. And Zach Zach acts like he's gonna drive, pulls back up, and just hits a shot off the wing and just drills it. He is so he is so good. He's so good doing that stuff. I, I just I just love. I know this is not basketball plays. It's not breaking out. It's not X and O's. This is not like great basketball necessarily. But watching Zach be able to do that, and we saw him do it so many times last year where he just gets buckets. And he just, when he catches fire, the man is unstoppable. That's a really freaking hard thing. Like Herb Jones, who's guarding there, yeah. Herb Jones is a good defender. Yeah. And he's, I know he's a rookie, but he's he's really good. He's going to be a great defender in the NBA. The, they, Zach just you the nickname them. they gave him Herb the yeah the, uh, not on Herb not, not on Herb, Herb. <laughs> <laughs> not on Herb you're not scoring on Herb that's right so I that's what was impressive man uh, I felt bad for Herb because <laughs> Zach put him in jail a lot last night he just <laughs> just roasted the man and, and he's a really good defender so I'm excited to see uh, this upcoming week we got uh, we got the Knicks the Raptors I'm sorry the Raptors the Knicks and then uh, the Jazz that's the game I'll be there for. So those are three quality defensive teams that also, you know, at least two of them should be uh, pretty quality playoff teams. And the Raptors, I know, would like to be, at least uh, their fans are are pretty adamant about it. But um, that's what I got there. But I wanted to talk before, actually, before we get into a clip, I wanted to talk to you about Pat at the five because we saw Mm -hmm. more of it tonight. Alizé Johnson only played eight minutes and Pat played 30. What did you see? From from Pat at the five, he was going against. I think it was Kelly Olynyk for most of that. But what did you see from him at the five tonight? I thought, first of all, again, man, I, I just want to bring it up again, Billy, man. Um, just I feel like just doing a really good job of seeing what's going on in terms of with his players, not only Zach Vooch and in uh, Lonzo, but the rest of the guys, because I think. Um, this year, uh, Pat is gonna is taking a little bit of a hit in terms of development, you know, because you want usually you want guys to get a lot of touches, um, try things, run them through different sets, see what they can do well. But with the additions of of Demar and, and Lonzo um, and the rest of the guys, Caruso, like it, it kind of that development part kind of takes a back seat uh, a little bit because you can. This is kind of like. Again, I know he gets compared to Kawhi all the time. Uh, well, not any, not that much anymore. I know, but it's unfair uh, to Kawhi. I understand. It's it, unfair <laughs> but if you think about it, though, like when Kawhi was first with the uh, the Spurs, like it was a really good setting for him. 
He's a, he's around really good vets. He's around really good pros, Hall of Famers. And the offense they ran, like it wasn't like a, you know, it was a ball moving offense. So he was able to 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 grow um, in a different way. So um, I, I'm just I think the reason the reason why I like the pad at the five. Um, yeah, that that's fine. Um, the reason why I like Pat at the five is you can get him more involved in the offense, not just sitting in the corner. You can get, use him as a screener. You can run different things, pick and pops. Um, you can do the empty, empty side pick and rolls with him as well. Get him to, some different touches at the five. And then also, I think defensively, it fits him a little bit as well, right? Um, the more and more we see Pat, you know, even in it, uh, when I was at the game, he it's like his it's like watching Giannis try to go around the screen right like it's like his shoulders are just too broad and he can't like he can't get around the screen smooth you know what I mean and and I you see it right every screen like he'll he gets hit and he gets a little bit behind um so I think being at the five position um you kind of you're now I think he he, he his uh strengths on um defense with his his athletic ability is uh I feel like He's, his leaping ability, his being able to use his wingspan. Um, I think this this is a good idea, right? You can you can go to small ball, um, getting up and down. Everybody can get up and down. I mean, shout out Vooch because he's been running hard. He's been running really hard on the break and getting up and down. Um, but I thought I thought he played solid today, and I know there are certain people that that you know he didn't make every shot. You know, there were certain points of him not being aggressive, certain points of him not being in position. But like you have to you have to see. uh, okay, so basically you want to see things uh, get better. It's not all going to get better at once. And that's what you have to remember. Right. It's not linear. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So you can't, you know say oh man pat's struggling and it's like dude, let's first of all let's let's weigh out the positives and the negatives like is 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 what he's doing on that side really hurting the team that much because i feel like if he was struggling as bad as some people are saying billy would sit him down and and start somebody else at the four and bring pat off the bench slowly allow him to get his confidence back up because that's what coaches do if they really feel like a guy is playing that bad they'll move him to the bench and bring him in give him shorter minutes and just build that confidence back up again. And and I don't think that's the thing with Pat. I don't, I don't think he's a guy who's losing confidence. I don't think he's a guy that, that it's just not going to get better. Um, I think he's, Billy's doing a good job moving him to the five um, and seeing what that, what that looks like. You brought it up, Chris. I think when we were talking about getting Lonzo, I I feel like all the way back then. And um, we didn't know if it was going to happen, but I honestly, I'm happy it's happening. Right. Getting them some some of those five minutes against some of the inferior teams, being able to get in those drop situations, those uh, high hedge situations, knowing what to how to read the offense from the five position. Like this is a good job by Billy. But yeah. uh, to, uh, you know that that was just my long winded way of answering that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, I also one of the concerns I have with this team, and we've talked about this a bunch, is the lack of defensive versatility from the yeah. five spot. Right. Like Vooch, Vooch is not super agile. Right. He's actually pretty good moving laterally and Billy's using him to that effect. And he's he is having him come up a little higher on the screen. We've seen him a couple times come up to the level of the screen or even blitzing on certain occasions. But that's not something that you can do with abandon. Right. Like it's, he's not bam. 
But Patrick Williams, I think as a backup small ball five, can operate. I think he is agile enough, uh, you know, going forward to be able to run some of those types of schemes defensively based on those based on the matchups. Um, there's going to be times where, for example, you've got a, a pick and pop big that we're we're going against, and Vooch isn't going to be able to get out to those things. So that, you know, Pat at the five may be an option there because he's quick enough to get out to the top of the key and contest those things, or you know, come up to the level of the screen and prevent a pick and pop big from, from going off. Um, So, you know, and you still got guys like Tony Bradley and and Vooch, obviously you can handle the bigger guys down in the post. And so, you know, that's why we talked about Larry Nance and the possibility of him coming here in that, in that Lowry marketing trade um, just because he can kind of give you that look. And I I think I mentioned at the time that I hoped Pat would be able to fulfill that role in Mm -hmm. some capacity at some point. I didn't think it would be this early. So I'm, but I'm glad Billy's trying it. You know when the you know when there's the game kind of seems to be uh, allowing him to do so. I think it's great for him to get those reps early on. And and we have seen some concern about Pat's aggressiveness. Yeah. And he he said it. He said you know that he's not naturally an aggressive person in that sense. Yeah. Um, but you know, as long as he's taking open threes, you know we we saw him pump fake and and get to his little pull up two a couple times tonight, and he drilled that. I would like to see him get to the rim a little bit more, but as you mentioned, he's been making those 45 cuts on occasion. He got one mm-hmm. yesterday against the Pelicans early on. Um, no, actually, it was, I'm sorry, it was against the Pistons. He got it against Killian Hayes. It was like the third or fourth possession yeah. in the game. He made that little 45 cut to the, yep. to the basket for a dunk. More of that because you see Javante Green kind of taking on that role as well, just yeah. being a cutter, being aggressive on defense, just getting out, rebounding, blocking guys to the rim. So, uh, you know, as much of that as he can do, he's got to do it. But it's it's not going to be linear. It's not going to be. Um, you brought up a good a good name because I think Billy probably thought to himself at some point, like, man, Javante can play the four. Yeah. Now, if we could find a way to get Pat on the floor, and, and maybe the the how well Javante is playing at the four has allowed Billy to be like, you know, let's try Pat at the five because I I feel comfortable with Javante at the four. Um, and, and Javante is hitting threes. If, if Javante can shoot the ball, like it, as well as he's had, ha, he has been like, that's such a boost as well, because you could still have him and Pat. He could be the four, Pat could be the five switch everything. You could literally switch everything and, and keep everything in front. And, um, you know, that's just, I, like I said, man, shout out Billy for, for really trying some things. Um, and trying to really dig deep and figure out what he can do uh, differently. Um, yeah. There, there was actually a lineup tonight that I really liked because we've been toying around with the idea of how, how can we maximize DeMar run bench units? Right? Yeah. And they've tried, they tried it with, they had one game. It was like Io and Javante and Troy Brown Jr. And Alizé. And it was like, Ooh. there just wasn't enough. There wasn't enough shooting, you know, it just mm-hmm. wasn't, it was too one-sided. Yeah, but they ran a lineup tonight. It was Demar, who's running point, Lonzo and Caruso out there, which I love. I love them. And then I think you had, and then you had Pat at the five, and then I think you had Javante Green. And I was like, that's a good lineup. Like that's a nasty defensive yeah. lineup. First of all, nasty defensive lineup. And I I do want to see that later in the season when Kobe's back. I oh, think yeah. Kobe can slide into maybe Javante Green's role, for example, in that, or or one of Lonzo or Caruso, he can slide in at that two spot uh, or the one spot. 
and just just add add a little bit of shooting. And if you got guys like Caruso, Alonzo Green, uh, Patrick Williams around you, I think you're going to be able to play a pretty aggressive style, get out in transition, get and and you know not have a whole lot of drop off offensively from the starting lineup. So they've got they've got six really really good guys. Obviously, yeah. their starting lineup and Caruso are just solid solid uh, players. And then you guys got, you know, Alizé Johnson has been really solid so far. Javante Green's been really solid. If you can get Kobe to come back and be that seventh guy, and then you can kind of rotate the eighth and ninth man, depending on your matchups, you're going to be in a really, really good spot as long as they stay healthy. Yep. Totally agree, man. Uh, You know, we're we're looking to get into the playoffs, right? So you're going to shorten that rotation down. So if you can really figure that out and, and guys stay healthy, oh, man, yep. um, that, that's only going to help. So Yeah. All right, let's get into these clips. I know we, we're already at almost 50 minutes here, and we haven't uh, – I've only showed my my <laughs> my pathetic amount of clips because I unfortunately have been really, really busy um, this weekend and, and watching kids. But uh, all right, you got something here. Let me pull it up. All right. DeMar DeRozan helping. Okay, I like this. I like this already. Um, so, um, so I don't know if you got it. Is, is it a little grainy? It is a little grainy. Are you able to? Yeah, let's see. That's fine. I, I can see it fairly well, but. All right. Um, so, basically, um, we got the uh, Grizzlies uh, coming down. This is actually from uh, the preseason. Um, so, you got uh, – we got who is this? It's so grainy. I can't even see who that is. Uh, Melton. So Melton's coming down. Um, let me start it over here. It's so hard with the graininess. <laughs> but but <laughs> what, what, you take this video in 2004. What's going on here? <laughs> I recorded it and that's how it came out. But um, right. yeah. So so we got a rebound. De- uh, uh, DeAnthony Melton comes down the floor here. Uh, De- uh, Zach is on the ball. He's on the ball. There's no reason for DeMar to be creeping over closer to uh, uh, Zach and as if he's really going to get beat off the dribble in this situation here. Um, and what that does is when you when when DeMar is turning his back to his defender, that's never that's never good. It, it, for, not just DeMar, for, for, for anybody that's playing defense. Um, so as you keep going, that just puts him out of position. So if you come back. When the ball's being passed, it's a little bit too late. It's it, it's too late. Um, Demar gets blown by, and and that that those are the things. And you know, Brandon Clark gets a dunk there. Um, but those that's are the things. Stuff that, that's been, we've seen a couple times game. Right? Yeah, it, it, it it's just with a guy like Demar um, as a, you just want him to put himself control the controllables, right? Demar control the things that you can control. The things that you can control is just having your body in front of your player. And, and if the guy beats you off the dribble when he catches it, that's different. But like at the at, when the ball's not even in your guy's hands, you need to be in a position where you got to add a little bit of resistance. Right. You can't you can't just allow guys to just catch it and go. And, and now you got Vooch in a bad situation. Right. So um, and, and you don't want to give guys paint touches and, and, and allow defenses to uh, the bull, you know, the bulls have to worry about overhelping and creating, you know, looks um, from yeah. three. So, yeah. Um, that's the situation you don't want to put Vooch in, right? Uh, you, yep. you don't want him to, to, to end up having a guy running full speed at him right towards the basket without any resistance. And to, to be fair to DeMar, there's, 
I feel like he uh, it's almost guaranteed that he's gonna do it once or twice a game. <laughs> but that's about it. Like he's been pretty pretty good on most of I mean, I say that without having watched the Detroit game today, but um I I, I didn't see too many egregious things from him these the first two games at least. All right, you got one. Let's see. This one. This one's a little bit better. I can see the numbers. Yeah, I, I, I did this. Uh, yeah, I did this um, from, from a different to... different site. Um, no, <laughs> but <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, so with this clip here, um, I just wanted to show uh, Demar again. We're gonna we're we're not gonna make this a bash Demar situation, but I think uh, in this situation, uh, if you're not paying attention, you'll think, you know, you know, Vooch, what a you know, Vooch, uh, you got to do better, right? Um, but you look at DeMar here. Uh, first of all, he's not even paying attention to his guy. So now this is this is where I, I have a problem, is if you're going to jump the passing lanes, like I would, I would like you to be a little bit closer to your man. But since he does, since he gambles, now he puts Vooch in a situation. And that, and what's going to happen is when people see this game, they're going to be like, oh, Vooch should be able to handle this. But you got a, a, a nimble forward coming down, going against a, a seven footer uh, that, that just I, I, I don't like this matchup. And as a fan, you shouldn't like this matchup either. You should expect Sadiq. You know, I mean, again, this Vooch is not Mitchell Robinson, Rudy Gobert. He's not Capella. You know, those guys you expect to protect the rim when they have a head-on attack from someone. Uh, but, like, it just puts Voots in a bad situation, right? And th that's what I mean, like, control the controllables, right? Like, they're, you know, Damar, we know you're not you're not a, you know, superstar on this end, right? So just just be where you're supposed to be. Just just stay in front of your man here. Just stay in front of your man. Don't, don't put this much pressure on your big man here, right? So... No, that's that's a great example. And someone else said it the other day, but it's almost like the Bulls should just scheme their defense to assume that that's going to happen. That Demar is going to give up those kind of things and like yeah. position yourselves uh, to to avoid you know like him <laughs> getting blown by. Like just just assume he's going to get blown by <laughs> in some cases. But uh, this is why it's so important for the Bulls not to be caught in transition defense very often because both of those clips that you showed were in transition where they're, you know, it's easier to get confused. It's easier yeah. to lose your man. It's easier to, you know, miscommunicate and be like, Hey, I thought you had him. No, I had him, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it happens, it happens everywhere. So put the ball in the basket, no turnovers, you know, very, very low turnovers and, and try not to have any live turnovers because you want to avoid being put into transition defense opportunities as much as possible. So um, that's definitely something to look at. Do you, do you have any positive ones of DeMar and his help <laughs> available? <laughs> I, if not, if not, if you don't have them right now, I'll, I'll get some tomorrow um, um, from this game. But uh, not in this in this uh, folder. I've, okay. I, I just, I just, uh, like I said, man, I have a bunch that I have, like, you know, if we go, like, I have a, I have a bunch of uh, videos in here, but I just need to trim them. Uh, but <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me see if I have, uh, da, 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 da. is this one? Let's see. 
Um, oh, that that's this is this is a uh, an older one. You know, if you want a positive DDR, you know, yes, sir. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, no. So this one is uh, they have Garland come off a stagger here, uh, and Demar's fighting through both screens. You know, does a good job of getting over those screens. He's in front of the ball. Um, I'm sorry, that's a Kuro, not a Garland. So uh, Kuro beats him off, beats him off to the the dribble, but Vooch is in a good spot, and Demar does a good job of just knocking that ball away, and it leads to a fast break basket. But like Demar, like again, I, I'm not doing him justice of what he has been doing uh, off ball, just because. Uh, I need to go back and really, you know, get those clips uh, trimmed up. But the I'm just been really impressed with his effort. Um, And we said this earlier in the show, like we've been impressed with his effort off ball um, and being able to, you know, for the most part, be in the right spots um, and and get his hands on on uh, on passes, um, being tough, ripping balls away, things like that. So he's been really uh, a lot better than most people including me um would have expected so yeah no he's he's been he's been better i also say zach zach levine's been pretty good defensively so far Mm -hmm. he's had some really nice he's really had some nice moments on ball and off ball i thought he's navigated screens pretty well so far i think he's been in the right position more often than not on defense and in help position and you see how much easier the game is for Zach Levine right now, the man, I mean, he basically just chills on offense for the first half of these first three games. He's just been chilling and really not doing much. Um, it's, it's, and then he just kind of says, Oh, okay. Like now it's my turn to, to get going. And he can expend a lot of energy on the defensive end. What are you seeing from, from Billy Donovan on offense to get the stars that, you know, if, if we assume that, the, um, tomorrow Vooch, and Zach are all working together as you know as offensive hubs or, or involved in the offense. I know we, we uh, Steph No put out a great a great series about the hot cut that Billy Donovan yep. used in OKC. Um, so I, I, have you seen anything in, in the clips that you've gotten for the last couple of games of of nice offensive sets that you want want to take a look at? Um, so first of all, I think he does a really good job. Well, I think when the bulls offensively are playing their best is when the stars, um, the three stars are screening for each other and using each other um, and creating havoc that way, uh, uh, creating advantages, I should say uh, that way. And um, I think they've gotten away. Well, recently like today and then against the Pelicans, I thought they got back to it, but um I thought at the beginning of the first game of the season, I, I, I didn't think they did a good job of using each other um, and creating those advantages. Um, I think what you have to do with these, uh, what Billy wants them to do, because he said it, he, he wants them to move the ball, use each other, um, is I think you have to, um, let me see, I'll pull the clip up that I have here for it. just give an example. Uh, here we go. So I put this clip out um earlier this week i believe um after the first game but this is a prime example of what you want to do you want to you want to use uh your three stars so you have caruso coming up uh bringing the ball 
Um, and then you have <clears throat> you have Vooch oh, coming I love down. This clip. Yeah, you, you have this Vooch. Is, this is what I was thinking of. Oh yeah, uh, you have Vooch coming down a set a pin down right, and I believe last night. Uh, I'm sorry, not last night. Just last game, uh, Vooch actually set the screen and they ran the zipper, but they still got the cross screen. So, but this one, for instance, um, he's coming down and set the the pin down, right? So he comes down here, he sets the pin down. So Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, they're thinking, all right, we're gonna switch this. What's going on? But the whole time, uh, Vooch is just buying time for Zach to come over here and set a screen on Stewart. Um, once that happens, boom, there's a screen. Stewart doesn't still doesn't know what's going on. He still thinks is Vooch is just cro crossing over. Doesn't even see Zach yet. Boom. Zach sets a good screen. Look at that like, elbow. <laughs> that, right. <laughs> hey, as a coach, hey, when you ask your guards to set a screen, do whatever you got to do. Do whatever that's you got to right. do to set those screens. So uh, and, and that's a heck of a screen by your your, your star two guard, your star shooting guard. So um, and that just, just that that just creating using each other and you get you get Vooch taking a wide open jump shot. And Lord knows um, you, you love seeing that. That's a beautiful sight. Well, um, when it goes in, I mean, come on now. <laughs> hey, now. But it's, but look, they've, uh, and I know I make fun of this, but the, the looks are good. Yeah. They're, they're creating open jumpers for uh, for Levine. They've there was a time tonight where the the defense was so focused on a DeMar and Vooch action that the play ended with Zach Levine wide freaking open on the wing for a three. He had all the time in the world to jack up that three, and he ended up missing it. But like, I, the quality of look is what you want to look for because Zach had, even though he went fifty-two or fifty-one, forty-two, eighty-five, whatever last season, yeah, the difficulty of his shots was amazing. Like the, the fact that he made the percentage that he did on those shots was phenomenal. Yeah. So what what you want to do to avoid any sort of regression of the percentages is to lower the difficulty of the shot. Make it so that Zach takes more open catch and shoot threes rather than having to, like the clip I showed earlier of him taking a, a tough off the dribble pull up three. He, he can do that, but you don't want that to be. You don't want to have a steady diet of that in your offense. You want that to no. be. When you really need a bucket and everything else breaks down, you can rely on that. And same with that Demar, you know, ISO baseline fadeaway jumper, right? Yeah. You don't want that to be a steady diet of your offense. You want the steady diet to be, you know, the that empty side pick and roll with Vooch where he gets that little fifteen footer, uh, you know, on on the elbow or on the baseline, or or you can get Zach an open three, or you can get Demar going downhill to the basket. Like those kind of things are going to generate. A lot of consistent offense for you you don't want to be put in position where you're you're constantly relying on tough shot making even though we've got guys who can do that and i think that's going to be an advantage to us in the playoffs yeah you know, if and when we get there but that's that's not what you want to run your offense so what billy's doing i, I want to you know from a coaching perspective i wanted to ask you do you think billy's doing a good job of using his stars using his different offensive players to get those open looks, to get a steady diet of, of consistent, you know, repeatable, sustainable looks. I think uh, two parts. I'm going to answer this. The first part, um, I think uh, consistently they know, they know cons what, what play consistently can get them open looks. 
um, and and we've talked about it. It's the Zach and Vooch empty side pick and roll, right? They they you know you're gonna either get an opportunity for Zach to get downhill or pull up for Zach coming off, or Vooch on a pop, Vooch on a post touch. Um, so that's that. But I think what and this might not even be Billy be, uh, because I, I I remember listening to uh, his press conference or I might have read something. He want he wants to give Lonzo. Zach, Vooch, Demar, freedom to call plays on their own, right? To to run things on their own. So, you know, just he just wants to see how they can do that. So I don't know how much he is because I, I during games you can't hear him call out certain things. Like he called out flip once and an angle and different different things. But like for the most part, I think he is trying to allow Lonzo and uh, Caruso and Zach to con- and, and DeMar to kind of control what's going on out there. Um, and I think for the most part, I think that's a, that's pretty cool, but I do think they can, they need to figure out w- different ways, different sets to figure out, uh, to find uh, better shots because I, I think um, it, it, it's very easy for Lonzo to throw the ball to Zach and be like, you know, Zach go to work. Um, or DeMar getting the ball and telling guys to clear out and go to work and try to get a shot in the mid-range. But y- you want to f- see different types of sets, um, and more free-flowing offense to to uh, work off each other and, and to continue to find open shots. I thought thought in the preseason we saw a bunch of open shots. Like for Zach, I thought we saw some open shots for Lonzo, uh, Pat, but um, I think that I think they need to get back to running some of the things they were running in the preseason. Like I think they were running better things in the preseason than they are now. I think now, like they're just you know, flip the ball to Vooch, scissor cut off of him. Vooch chooses if he wants to turn an attack or if he wants to dribble handoff, and it's it, that that is cool. But you know, um, you you kind of want to run some different things, some different actions. So um, I would say for. The, I, I would say there's been some open shots, but I think you can dial up more with this group that he has. Okay. And if that's the case, you know, do you think we can be a top five offense with what they're currently doing? And if not, like, what do you think they need to change? I know you you, you kind of mentioned some things, but what would you like to see more of, of, of Billy doing with, with those guys to, to get them a steady diet of open shots? I think, um, the like Spain pick and roll. Like I think if you look at some of the, some of the best teams and even in the West, right. I would just look at like uh, the Suns, right. Yes. They have Chris Paul, but if you look at the sets, they run, right. A lot of the stuff that they do is, you know, they, they use Devin Booker as a screener a lot, right. They, you, they, they run a lot of double drags, but they don't run it. Like the bulls run double drags, just like at the top of the key. The Suns will run double drags on the wing. Right. And giving defenses different looks, um, you know, running different. Like I, I talked to the uh, to Evan um, and who who's actually one of the hosts on bouncing around um, with our guy, Samson Folk. But um, like running some high post splits, low post splits, uh, um, split actions. I'm sorry. Um, and trying to find ways to do use different things to get Zach some different looks um in in showing different things to the defense to to come in and and have to plan against um that that's what i would like to see and i i still think the offense as, as is right now 
uh, is still a top, it could be uh, on the cusp of top 10, but I think they could, they could be even better if they started to run some, some different things. Like for instance, I actually have a play uh, pulled up right now. Um, I'll bring it up for you. So uh, this, again, this is in the preseason and I, I haven't seen this set during the season yet, but uh, you got Lonzo bringing the ball up here. Uh, you got Crusoe far side on the left side of the floor, which coming up, uh, set a step up screen, step up ball screen on uh, Ricky Rubio for Lonzo. And you got DeMar in the corner. Um, floor's really spaced out. Perfect. Um, and, and as you roll it, you got, <laughs> you got Vooch setting, uh, uh, trying to set a ball screen here. Lonzo comes off. And Zach, sets a beautiful, right? Zach, Zach sets the ball, uh, sets a back screen on Jared Allen. And that screen, it, it just messes them up, right? So it clears a lot of space here. You got Vooch rolling hard, two on one situation. So you got Lonzo, Vooch against Jared Allen. And so that means Chetty has to come down to help Jared. And if he doesn't come help Jared, then uh, Jared, sorry, uh, then Lonzo is going to have a, a oop or, or not a oop, but a pass to uh, Vooch. Vooch ain't jumping for no oop. Uh, so it's a, it's a basket, right? If he doesn't come help him. So Chetty has to come help. Boom. Open shot. Even for DeMar, I'll take that all day. Right. So like they need, they, they, they need to run more stuff like this, right? Maybe, maybe have DeMar be the ball handler have Lonzo be in that spot or have DeMar be the ball handler and have Lonzo over here in, 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 uh, in the left corner and have Zach in the right corner. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, cause if you think about it, like Chetty's not leaving Zach. Right. Chetty probably felt comfortable leaving DeMar because he knows DeMar is not like a knockdown three point shooter. But if Zach's there, that puts Chetty in a, a situation. Right. Am I going to leave that 40 plus percent shooter for, or am I going to let Vooch go ahead and get that role? Right. So uh, just putting guys in different spots to stress the defense out in different situations. So um, that's what I would like to see more of. Now, I want to ask you, uh, Corey mentioned here. Well, first of all, you mentioned the schedule after the Raptors game is brutal. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see what this team is made of really, really soon. Uh, we got the Knicks. And after the Knicks, it, it's like Knicks through Knicks. And there's like thir a 13 game stretch where every single team is a playoff team. So we're going to see what the Bulls are made of and see what we can do. Now, but we mentioned here that, you know, defenses aren't obviously as locked in in the preseason as they would be in the regular season. So how does that affect? Uh, if if anything, the the kind of things that you can run, I know you could probably experiment a little bit more in preseason, um, but we've seen we've seen Billy Donovan experiment with the rotation at least so far in the season. Uh, do you think he he should be doing the same kind of thing with the different sets that he's implementing? Well, first of all, I just want to say that like nobody plays basketball, nobody plays a game to lose. Okay, I. I, I I get that whole thing of being not being locked in, but like nobody just wants to give up buckets. So, um, but like to answer your question, uh, I think definitely, I, I think Billy, um, I think for the, for the most part, I think Billy can do, he's been doing what he needs to do in terms of uh, he's trying to empower his players to run, run, have freedom to run the things that they want to run. Um, but I, I would like, like I said, I would like to see more like of those Spain pick and rolls, more like staggers, more floppy actions, more different things to, to show a defense. But, 
Um, I don't know, man. Like, that's a good question. I, I just, I'm trying to think here. Well, you, you seem like you sound a little bit unsatisfied so far with with these three wins. So, I, no. I well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm happy, but like, I'm happy with the wins. But like, I, I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm a solution guy. So like, I just want to know. Okay, what can they do differently to score more points? Because like, we only scored 97 tonight, and I, I, I don't, I don't expect us to be that type of scoring team. I, I would, I would, I think that you know this team is good enough to be consistently. You know, hot. You know, one hundred five, one hundred three. Yeah, yeah, somewhere, somewhere up there. Yeah. Um. So, um, one hundred fifty. I mean, whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, so, easy like when I see, when I, of course, I love that they won the game. Like, no doubt about that. I'm not. I'm not trying to get that twisted. But like, also, you have to understand too. Like, okay, what what can we take out of this game to get better at? You know. So. Um, scoring 97 points. Yeah, you won, but like, you know, I'm pretty sure the guy's like, man, we only scored 97. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, I, was saying, I was thinking that I was thinking it. Cause when, when they were like, uh, when they hit around 90, I was like, oh, they're going to, they're going to blow this open. Like they're going to get 105, 110. Right. And then the offense kind of stalled the last few minutes of the game and end up only get 97. But right. Yeah. That, I, I do think that the offense is underwhelmed. And sorry to cut you off, but I do think the defense oh, yeah. has overwhelmed me. The offense has underwhelmed me, and not necessarily because I don't think the offense can be good. I think it will be good, but it, it just hasn't hasn't clicked yet. So yeah. I I guess what I'm trying to get at is do you think it's more a function of the the offense just needs time to gel, oh. or do you think it's more or do you think it's more about Billy not being creative enough to get these guys? you know, with, with consistent open looks or, you know, and it may be a mixture I, of the two. I think, I think it's a mixture. I think of uh, like, I think you, they are gelling. Like obviously they, they play really well together. Um, but I think in terms of like, cause I, at game one against Detroit, uh, there was a play uh, coming down. I believe Zach had the ball. Vooch didn't know if he was setting a ball screen. He didn't know if he was setting an away screen. Caruso's looking at Zach, like, what are we in? So like, there's still, there's there's still ways to go uh, of you know knowing what they uh, want to do and things like that. So um, yeah, so I think it's a mix of both. I, I, and that's I don't want to knock on Billy because I feel like he's doing a really good job. Uh, but I'm just saying again, uh, I w- I just would like to see different actions. Like I I understand you know you want to run the empty side pick and roll. I understand you want to run the hot cut, but let's. Let's have Zach and Lonzo coming off floppies. Let's uh, let's have Zach coming off, you know, starting on the right side and have him coming off a, a double, uh, like a stagger flop. You know, it's a floppy, but he's getting a stagger. Like let's 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 try some different things. Let's show some different looks. But again, then again, it could be Billy's like, let's start out slow. Let's let's get them like the chemistry up. Let's 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 throw a little bit at them, and then as the season goes, you add more and more. So you know, you never know. You never know unless you're in the room. It's funny, is it? You just want these. You just want opposing offenses to be in, or opposing defenses to be in hell the entire time. Just, just be in hell. <laughs> Seriously, and Especially they can do that. <laughs> they, they can do that. There's, I mean, you saw what happened to Herb Jones. Like, uh, he's a great defender, and he just Zach just decided he wasn't going to miss a shot for a little while. <laughs> just bullied him. <laughs> no, he he died. Like I showed that clip on Twitter the other day where. Zach drove to the basket and just moved 
Isaiah Stewart out of the way. Just yeah. moved him out of the way, and that's a big, big dude. And, uh, you know, the, the, these guys have incredible one-on-one offensive talent. I mean, Fuchs can post anyone up. He can shoot. He can, you know, he can play on the – he's just he's just a very – you know, he can score from all three levels. Zach can score from all three levels at an incredible rate, and he's so athletic. And he once he gets on fire – I mean, you saw him. He filled up 20 points in six minutes. I mean, the man can the man can fill it up, and then Demar is just such a pest offensively. He he's got to be such a pain in the butt to guard. It's, yeah, he's just constantly he's just just juking you and and spinning and pump faking and and just rolling in the basket. It's just it's a lot of fun, but um, it. I think we'll see some more stuff. I you know we we saw spin pick and roll. I remember I was really proud of myself for recognizing that set in the preseason. Yeah, man. And I was looking at, I was looking at stuff, but. There was um, there was a couple plays, couple couple other plays I wanted to uh, throw out there. Pretty like pretty much like fun stuff. Um, but this this uh, this play by Caruso here is it, from tonight. Um, I like your look. I your Caruso that is your guy, right? That like you you were the first one, the first one I knew um, that wanted. That was like, man, Caruso is a good option. You know, and, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Laro. Alex Caruso is the most valuable sixth man in the entire league. I'm willing to say that now. Talk to him. It's game three. He may not win sixth man of the year. Probably won't because he's not going to put up tons and tons of points. But at, just like Thad was for us last year, this man, this man is so important to our team. He does so many things. And I, see, I mean, anyone who's watched these three games in the preseason. They yeah. see it. You oh, see yeah. it pops. It pops what he does. He's just so aggressive. He's always in the right spot. I love this man. He's just it's just a really, really good basketball player. And we're only paying him like eight million dollars a year. It's just he's happy to be here. Yes. Love it. Like love it. It, when you go to the game, like he's already fan favorite. Fan favorite. When he comes in, when he's walking up to the to the <laughs> table to check in, Caruso chance. Like he, he he's getting, already he, getting, he, got M, he got MVP chance the other night, dude. In the second quarter of the game, after he finished an animal or whatever, he, he's already loved, man. You're just gonna go fall into like a bed of like, you know, like are just they, a bunch are of like selling his jersey yet? Are they selling his jersey? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I, I did see it. Man, I gotta get a Caruso jersey. I'm looking up right now. Do, do, do your thing. Do your thing. I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll watch, I'll so, watch, I'll watch um, that later. So uh, Caruso is coming up on the left side of the floor. Uh, Demar is coming up the uh, the right side of the floor here. He gets a screen uh, from Alize. Alize, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Demar catches it, opens up. He has a mismatch, right? So they were switching. Trey Lyles and uh, uh, Kelly Olenek switched here, and so the Bulls are like, you know, Alize is like, oh snap, that's a mismatch. But Caruso is trying to even get more of a mismatch and get Hami on him. Um, yeah. So, you know, it comes it comes at a ghost screen, but they actually I don't think I don't think Kelly knew what was going on. He was it's like, wait, what? Hold on, like, <laughs> yeah, we both guarding him or what? Right. So, uh, Demar, right? Demar goes off, um, and this is what I love. Right, he swings it over to TBJ. TBJ swings it to Caruso. And uh, I'm sorry, Demar will, or actually, I know here it is. Okay, so let me run that back. So yeah, so Demar comes off, um, 
attacks, swings into TBJ, screen, gets it in the post. They double. The skip. This I, I just love this pass. But like Caruso, man, just the the smarts, the the feel, like just this pass. Like he didn't even let his oh. feet didn't even touch the ground. Like he like these. He are the knew sp- when the when the pass was on the way to him, he knew where he was putting that ball. Oh. Lonzo's the same way. Lonzo's just got that feel. My goodness, man! Like this pass, Ugh. like and on point. Like it, uh, like it's just beautiful stuff, man. Beautiful, beautiful, smart, smart basketball. Like very smart basketball. That I think that's been the biggest difference is the. And I I, I know the, the I know the phrase, the common phrase is basketball IQ, but yeah, just the, there there's such an intelligence level. There's such a there's such a fundamental understanding of of what works. And what's going to be effective that is just inherent in all these guys somehow. And it's hard to describe it. It's hard to describe like what exactly it is, but Caruso's got it. Yeah. And Lonzo's got it. And if you have those two guys orchestrating your defense and you've got them doing stuff like that, where they spot something that, I mean, DeMar's already got a mismatch on Kelly Olenek in that, in that clip. And Chris is like, I can do one better <laughs> and just, and just, you know, sets a go screen to get them to, to do an additional switch, put Hamadou Diallo on him. And then tomorrow goes to work. And those little things matter. You just watch Caruso. He just does so many little things that matter. And Lonzo does the same thing. And we've got both of them on our team for the next four years. I just, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. And so I just, I, I love that clip. That's a great clip. Um, so, do you have do you have any more clips for tonight? What do you got? Um, I'm trying to find it here right now, actually. Um, but to be honest with you, man, like Caruso, I'll go. Oh, that's what I was gonna do. Um, this is the other one. It's not from tonight, but it was another play that I really, really liked um, from Caruso. So uh, this was game one, um, and Detroit out of bound there under the basket here. Right, so you get a uh, a screen. Uh, Trey Lyles comes off a screen from Kelly O. Demar comes off. He's guarding Trey Lyles. Gets a pass here. Um, Lonzo and Caruso here. Right, they stay with their guy, and then Caruso. This is what I love about Caruso. Again, the feel, the feel. Like a lot of guys, they'll go hug when their guy goes to the corner. They go hug him. Right. So <laughs> when Hami comes off and he comes downhill. Caruso makes it. He stunts at Hami to make it seem like he's gonna help on the uh, help on the drive. Yes, boom in the passing lane. Like it's the little it's stuff like that, man. Like I... it's 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 proactive defense. That's what it is. It's proactive. That's where that feel is. Basketball players who have high feel or like it's typically called basketball like high basketball IQ. Yeah, they they read that stuff before it happens. They're they're causing it. Caruso, Caruso, like coerced Diallo into making that pass by his actions, and so he says, "Okay, I know. All right, he's he's coming around the screen at the top of the key. He's gonna drive. Okay, I'm gonna get in his way so that he is looking to. He's gonna be looking to make that pass. And if I stunt just the right way, 
I know he's going to pass to my guy in the strong side corner. And he stunts knowing that he's going to jump that passing lane and get that steal. And he does that a dozen times a game or more. He hmm. and Lonzo does the same thing. They just affect the defense because they they are orchestrating the defense and they are they are bending the offense to their will. They're bending the offense to what they want the offense to do. And that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do on defense. You 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 want to orchestrate the off the opposing players' offense to what fits your strengths and, and yeah. it's gonna maximize, right? Like that's why Tibbs runs ice and they funnel players to you know, uh, funnel players to the sides or, or you have a scheme to funnel them to the big, depending on who, who your personnel are, you want to set up your defense to make the offense do certain things that you, that you want them to do. So that was, that was really, really uh, a fun, a fun clip. And he, he almost got that steal. Yeah. If he had just hit it with his left hand instead of his right hand. Yep. He probably would have gotten it. But oh yeah. Definitely. Really good you got another Definitely. one. Yeah, man. I, I don't want to keep as long, but, um, so with this clip here, uh, I thought, I thought this was like a really good example. And obviously I could have had a clip from tonight, a couple clips from tonight and a couple clips from, uh, from the Pels on Friday. Um, but, uh, this one here, uh, bulls effort, right? So this is, this is the effort I'm talking about here. So uh, once again, Pat gets hit by the screen, <laughs> like the dude just, <laughs> He's he's like still, looks like he's gonna take a nap on him. <laughs> he he's just, just curling right up into that screen. Seriously, man. But he, you know, he, he stays with it, right? Um uh again, the dig from Lonzo. The dig from Lonzo, yeah, just, just beautiful stuff. Vooch where it needs to be. You would even want DeMar to be a little bit more yeah, over there. Step in, yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, again, the dig, it it, it makes it makes uh um J- Jeremy have to pick another uh, direction. So he comes off, he snakes it a bit here. Uh, Stewart, which is smart, gets in front of Vooch to try to create a lane, but Vooch stays with it. And then and, and, and this is where the fun happens. You guys don't want to play smart basketball. You don't, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to take care of the ball. Okay, we'll take care of it for you. So Zach grabs the ball, kicks it up to Lonzo. Lonzo drops it off the DDR. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. And Vooch, the big man, you always reward the big man. You always you always reward the big when he runs the floor. Drops it off to Vooch, bucket like that. That's the way Billy wants to play, right? He wants to to use that athleticism uh, and get the rebounds, push that ball up to Lonzo, and let Lonzo go to work. You know, and let him let him you know have his magic. He'll make the right pass, and and this is the way he wants to play, man. You know, and but but I think this the, you don't want you're going to go against teams that that are going to be very, very good at uh, taking care of the ball. They're going to take quality shots and uh, they're going to be able to get back on defense and stop those things. So this is where, OK, now you have to start working on that half court stuff. OK, Te- there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to turn the ball over a ton or take bad shots like there's going to be teams that we see very soon that are going to yeah. be a good test. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so looking ahead at this at this coming week, by the time we talk again, uh, number one, I'll be in Chicago when we do our show somehow. I don't know. I'm going to be doing it from a Denny's or something. Who knows? But um, <laughs> we're going to we're going to face the, the Raptors. I think it's the Raptors on Monday. 
and then the Knicks on Thursday, and then the the Utah Jazz on Saturday. Now, the Utah Jazz are exactly the type of team that runs great, great offense. They don't turn the ball over a lot. They've got great teams. That's going to be, I think, our hardest test and probably our hardest test that whole stretch. They're just a really, really quality, deep, well-coached, well-oiled machine. Like, they're just, yeah. they're just a very, very good team. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a great test for us because we're probably not going to be able to rely as much on steals and blocks and transition points because they're not going to turn over as much. They're not going to take dumb shots. You know, you're not going to have a bad night from Killian Hayes, you know, fuel your offense. You're not going to have Zion uh, be out and, and and trying to rely on, uh, you know, Herb Jones instead of Zion Williams and, uh, or, or not having, you know, uh, Josh Hart. So, those tests are coming. I think the Raptors are going to be an interesting one because yeah. they're a very, very good defensive team. They can do a lot of switching. They got a lot of really big, rangy wings on that team. It's it's the uh, our friend Henry Ward. It's his like dream scenario team uh, where <laughs> everyone is everyone is like six eight and has like a seven th- foot two wingspan and can't shoot. Like that's that's like his favorite <laughs> team. So, um, but that's going to be a tough defensive assignment. Uh, a tough defensive assignment on our offense so we're going to see how well the offense can function against them i think it's going to be you know we saw with detroit detroit's a very very physical kind of uh, bruising defensive team yeah and uh, you know we saw that tonight and that's kind of why the first game ended up being a little bit of a rock fight in the first half at least is just because of that bruising style and and the refs weren't really uh we we weren't we weren't getting into the teeth of the defense to make the refs have to f- call fouls as much. Yeah. I think we did a better job of that tonight. Um, but the Raptors are going to be a very difficult ask. And then the Knicks, the Knicks, I mean, they're coached by Tibbs. They're very, very good defense. They're one yep. of the best defenses in the league last year. Um, you know, they got Julius Randle. They got, they got great rim protection in Mitch Robinson, Mitch Robinson and Nerlens Noel, although I think Noel's out right now. Um, but Mitch Robinson's really, really good at, uh, as a rim protector. RJ Barrett is a, is a good defender. Julius Randle, as I mentioned, and then they've got some improved shot making with Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, and obviously our friend Derek Rose. So <laughs> that'll be really a really interesting game. It is, a, I th- believe, that one's a home game, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, and the the Raptors one is on the road, so those are going to be both big tests for us. Yeah. Um, but I also think. If we just keep playing like this and the offense, you know, uh, gels a little bit more and Vooch, man, if Vooch can make a jumper, that'd be really cool uh, in that game. I think we can, I think we have a chance to go five and oh, but those are going to be two really tough tests. And then Utah, Utah is going to be a really, really uh, tough game, but we are playing it at home. So I do think we've got a pretty good shot of, you know, having a little bit of a crowd bias, uh, you know, help swing things in our direction. But yeah. I mean, this is as, as good a start as we could have hoped for. Um, I was really nervous the first game. I just had the first game jitters. I was yeah. like super stressed out because of the low score and how close yeah. it was. And we were behind for most of the game. And, um, you know, I feel a little bit better now. But, hey, we're 3-0. and We've got the best record in the league right now. So not too much to complain about for me. Yeah, man. Uh, I got to ask you how, you, how you feeling about TBJ, man? It's been hit and miss. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think his on-ball defense continues to be good. Mm-hmm. I think his off-ball defense has had moments of lapse. Um, he's had some good shooting yeah. and some not-so-good shooting. 
he had a couple times tonight where he got all the way to the basket but wasn't able to finish. Yeah. Um, but he's he is historically, I mean, his career, he's been a very good finisher his whole career. So I, I don't I don't have any like major concerns about that. Yeah. But the thing I do have concern about is that Ayo Desunmo has twice uh, supplanted him in the rotation in, in two of these three games uh, has 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 been put in by ability to you know to replace him and, and I was fine and, and as I mentioned that kind of seventh man and when Kobe comes back it'll become like that eighth spot in the rotation you know it, it might be a revolving door during the season it might be Alize some night it might be Javante Green one night it might be Iodesuma one night and you know if if they're ready for it and if Billy thinks that's the right thing, then fine. Um, one thing I am concerned about is we haven't seen a lot of Derek Jones Jr. I think he's mm-hmm. been a DNP all three games. I want to say I, haven't, I don't think we've seen him yet. I, I'm not sure if he's actually played. At least that I can't I can't recall that he's played. But I do have a feeling that just the initial feeling I have is that this team is not finalized yet for the season i have a feeling that ak is going to try and make another move Mm -hmm. sometime up to or maybe before the deadline because the the expiring contract of derrick jones jr i think there's a reason they got that expiring contract over a guy like larry nance who has another year or maxi kleba who has two more years i think there's a reason for that and i think you know with troy being in the last uh, year of his contract and i think he's making five or six million you could you know, might be able to combine those two salaries and get a player who's making you know 15 to 20 million in that kind of range who yeah. may be a little bit better like you know like a Harrison Barnes I don't think we're going to Harrison Barnes I'm just saying like an upgrade at the wing to be yeah. that eighth guy on the rotation to solidify your playoff rotation I think that's a possibility so if Troy doesn't want to be a guy that ends up in that you know in that kind of a deal I think he's got to be He's just got to be more consistent. And I don't think I'm not, I don't have any like warning signs at this point about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not too concerned, but it is, it is definitely something we, we got to watch. We got to see how he's going to respond to that. I, uh, you know, he, uh, IO was a, another fan. Uh, people were crazed. They, they, we won IO chance, you know? Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I kind of feel the same way as you. Uh, but I honestly, have been very impressed uh, with Io. Uh, these, you know, he's coming in when the game is not over. He's coming in and, and putting together some pretty good minutes. Um, so I, I, yeah. I, I like I like it, man. I like it. I like what Billy's doing. You know, also too. Uh, um, uh, one of our uh, friends said that he doesn't think that TBJ may may uh, is fully healthy. So that you know that would explain a little bit too. As yeah. Well. I should have mentioned that. Yeah, that that could be a contributing factor. Is he's hasn't been, you know, fully healthy. But I don't know. Have, have you seen anything from Troy Brown Jr. that worries you a lot, or is it kind of like, eh, it's too early for that? Yeah, not really. Like I would love. Like again, I w- uh, this this is where it goes back to the offense where running different things because I don't think that he's been in situations in like second side actions where he can take advantage of his 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 skill set. So. They just yeah. kind of like he's just been taking a lot of spot up threes, but I would love to see them run something on this the first side and then swing, swing, and he's got an opportunity to do something on the second side and just hasn't been any of that yet. So uh, you know, here and there, but not like not like consistent. And so 
No, I, I don't think so. I because I don't think he's had the opportunity to give me a reason to be, you know, worried. You know, so yeah. Um, I, but I do like his ability to continue to shoot, like shoot the ball. So he he's not hesitant. He's he's pulling it. If he has an open shot, he's he's taking yeah. it. So especially in that corner, he's he's been pretty good corner shooter. Oh yeah, his whole career. So he's he's always shot. I think he's career forty one or forty two percent three point yeah. shooter in the corners. So and that that's gonna be open for him. So I mean, if he can, it's not like we're. I don't have a high expectations. Is play good defense, yeah, which I think he can do. Take those open shots in the corner, which I think he can do. He can get to the rim and be a cutter. He's he's a good finisher. Yeah, like he's got the skill set to be that eighth man. I think he's and he's got size and you know he looks like he's in shape and he's yeah. he he doesn't look he doesn't look overmatched or anything out there. Um, and he's got some he's got some secondary ball handling skills. I think you can, that can be useful at times, especially in that second unit, depending on who's running it. So, yeah, I think there's a place. I think there's a place for him here on this roster. And I, I think we we talked about that in the offseason that you know he's going to be he's going to have a, a pretty big role. Um, and if he doesn't fulfill it, then I think AK is going to go find someone who will, and we'll yeah. see what happens. But but so far it's been good. I mean, I've been I've been generally pretty pretty um happy with alizé johnson and troy brown jr and i mean javante green's been uh, even better than i expected so it's been good i mean the only person i haven't really been super impressed with yet is tony bradley but hasn't yeah. really had enough minutes for me to yeah. really to really you know come to any sort of conclusion he just kind of he missed a couple of bunnies and like wasn't super mobile the first game but that was about it so yeah we'll see what I, happens i got one more for you okay uh I'm ready if you had to rank, I'll just say oh, top no. three, top three. <laughs> if you had to rank top three, the top three bulls in, in, out of the three games, how would you rank them? The top three performers, yeah, in these like oh, like overall, games. overall player, like and that, I mean, like like you saying, yeah, exactly. Man, that's tough. Um, I think Demar's got to be in one of those three spots. I don't know where. I, I'm not. Gonna, I don't know if I can give you an order, but I'll just give you my the three three people I think have done the best in the first three games. I think Demar's been up there. Um, he's been better defensively than I expected in a lot of ways, and even though he's missed a bunch of buckets, he's just been pretty f- consistent offense, and he just takes so much pressure off of Zach that I, I really, I really think um, he's just going to fit really well in this team. Uh, I'm going to say Lonzo Ball mm. is another one. I mean, the triple double the other night, but just he does so many, yeah. so many things, and he's shooting, he's shooting that three with confidence, like he's even off the dribble, which I appreciate. Yeah. I think just, I've been very impressed with him, and I, as I told you before, I don't care, I don't care so much about his actual shooting numbers. I don't care about how many points he's scoring because he does so many other things for us that are so important, and he does them very, very well. Yeah. But man, when you when you can get him to score 15, 17 points, that's that's the cherry on top of your you know Sunday. Like that's just that's just great stuff. And uh third, I mean, I'd probably give it to Zach. It's it's between Zach and Crusoe. I mean, they've both had a huge effect on the game, but Zach obviously I mean the man scored 35 points and 34 points in the sleep the first two games. And then tonight he finally had like a struggle. Yeah, uh, offensively, and he still found ways to affect the game. So I've been really impressed by all three of them, and I think Caruso is up there too. And I think Vooch, Vooch has done 
Vooch has been really active getting his hands on on balls. Yeah. Um, he hasn't he hasn't been shooting well, but no. he's been really integral to the offense working, right? He's he's such an important piece of the offense. You mentioned that that little empty side pick and roll has just been money. Uh, and it is something that they can kind of you know lean on in, in, in those times. So I'm not concerned about him either. Although I mean just he was killing me tonight, man. Like every time every time they they threw it down to Vooch on the block, I was like, oh man, get the rebound. Because I just, it, I just could tell, like he just, he's not in rhythm yet. He's not, he's not I, there. I wonder, yeah. like you, you noticed that that leg sleeve he's been wearing. No, I didn't. Actually, it's like a, it looks like a like a compression like sock almost. So I wonder if like he has something like maybe he's not fully because he doesn't usually wear like that type of. Like it's not it's not like a you know like those aesthetic you know leg sleeves and stuff people wear it, it looks like it's like a compression like like blood trying to get blood flow yeah so, it's it's like, a medical know. thing not yeah, an aesthetic thing exactly yeah. so well, we'll have to we'll have to be on the uh, hashtag sock watch this next week and see, <laughs> see what happens. Uh, Laryl, my man, it's it's been such a pleasure talking with you. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that uh, I've been happier than I've ever been as a Bulls fan. Just it's an exciting season. You know, we're we're gonna lose a game. It's gonna happen. It may happen this week. It may it may be the next game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm just I'm I'm trying to enjoy and find joy in in the present and, and to appreciate the good basketball that we're seeing being played so far and, and appreciate this new team. And I'm you know, I'm excited about it. And it's it's fun to break down film and I'm I'll probably gonna do some more tomorrow <laughs> if I have time, <laughs> and I know you will too. Um, and I, I hope I hope this is helpful for uh, for those of you who are listening to watch. Um, you know, if if you can, uh, you know, rate the Barroom Network if you enjoy our show. If you enjoy another show on the Barroom Network, go you know, uh, rate and review. Let it, let them know how we're doing. Let us know how we're doing. Um, you can follow us at Bulls One Hundred One Podcast on Twitter. You can follow me at KLA Hoops, Laro at underscore Laro Hoops, L A R R O H O O P S. Um, man, it's just uh, Bulls 101 starting a new season. So excited. Uh, I can't wait to see you next week, this time next week. Man, yeah. I'll meet you in person. We'll, we'll have results in the next three games, and we'll hopefully have some more film to break down, more things to talk about. So any, any final parting words before we take off? Not much, man. Just just uh, all fans, man, that are listening, just get ready to put your seatbelts on, man. It's about to be a fun ride. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be fun. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Thanks for thanks so much for tuning in to Bulls 101. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.